0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Episode 9 of Tea Time Reports. Uh, we appreciate everyone for tuning in throughout this first season. We're almost coming to an end. Our finale will actually feature our, our very first interview. With, next uh, episode. That's our next episode um, with uh, Frank Carroll, a.k.a. Butch, a.k.a. Pops, the man with the plan. Uh runs uh, Fighting Words Network over on blogtalk.com. Great, great show over there on Saturday and Wednesdays. They love... Com- Competitive sports, obviously, but they talk mainly about boxing MMA, UFC. Uh, if you want to tune into that show, definitely give it a give it a listen. Um, but uh, we we actually tried to record this episode last night. We just had some technical difficulties, so mm-hmm. we you know we just decided, hey, we'll just go ahead and record it again. Why not? Right. But. Uh, Today we'll probably just be talking about some films and some, some movies and uh, some TV shows that we've been watching and enjoying, go into a, like a deep dive again on that. We already did Movie Sessions 1 together, and by the way, it's just Caden and I, uh, so if uh, you're interested in film and TV, and maybe we'll talk about some music, and a couple shoutouts we have to give before we dive deep into that discussion. Uh, shout out to, not, not really a shout out, but a rest, uh, I, I guess, get well soon. Foster Moreau, uh, tight end for the Raiders for a while with Derek Carr, uh, he was at a, uh, the New Orleans Saints facility um, and he discovered he had Hodgkin's lymphoma, so he's stepping away from football. Um, Very sad. Yeah. That's sad. That's that's a shame. I remember when he got drafted. Yeah, I mean he was he was a player, good mm-hmm. player for the Raiders, and hopefully he gets well. And our thoughts go out to his family and friends, obviously Mr. Moreau himself. But to uh, lighter pastures, we uh, have another shout out, Kaden. If you want to shout out the USA men's team, US, the
1: USMT, the US men's team, we played Granada, and usually in these Concacaf or CONCACAF matchups, we have with other um, teams and, and countries in in the Americas. It doesn't, you know, in the past it hasn't, you know, very much worked out well for us, but. We have the golden era of USA football right now, or soccer as we call it. It's the absolute golden era. We have Pulisic going crazy, three assists, one goal. McKinney, Brendan Aronson, we're trying to get Fuleri and Balogun on the team who's, who's really what we need to put us over the top. We're one of those teams that we can dominate midfield, which is the most important area of play in soccer, but when it comes to actually capitalizing and winning games and scoring goals that's usually where we lack you know our best goal scorer is Gio Reina that's not saying much I'm not saying he's a bad player or a bad footballer he's you know he's playing he's starting you know, sometimes starting in a top 5 european league for Borussia Dortmund and he scores goals you know he scores important goals for that team but he's not uh, a top quality or top form striker that you would that you would need to chase trophies and chase greatness.
0: Definitely shout him out. The score was what, 7-1? Seven, 7-1, seven yeah. yeah. It was not even a game at halftime, but... It was fun to watch. Them. Very fun to watch the USA team score tons of points, obviously. Pulisic just looked like a dog. They were thrown under oh, yes. the ground. But we'll definitely tap in more on the USA men's team. A little mm. future down the road for sure. But I guess we'll swing back into the main topic of discussion uh, today or this afternoon. Um, Movies. What? What did you think about the movie Gamer? I showed uh, I showed everyone that, and it wasn't really something that captivated everyone's attention. But uh, if anyone doesn't know what that movie is, it's featuring Gerard Butler, Ludacris, uh, some kind of weirdly big names in this movie. Um, it's about pretty much, in a sense, a fucked up version of the metaverse where you can actually that's what I take from it it's way ahead of its yeah. time 2011 and they're like you're able pretty much there's a billionaire and he made two games and this is it's actually cool because at the start of the film it says years from this exact moment so from whenever you watch it it's talking about years in the future but this man created two games one was called Society and one was called Slayers and society is where you're actually able to control people and do whatever the fuck you want with them, in a sense. They're your CPU, your, you can do fucked up, like, sexual shit, which, you know, fair warning, you do see some of that. You could see, um, just really, like, people just, the, the controller, the player, is just injuring their CPU. So, like, they'll just have them on a skateboard, run in front of, like, another person on a skateboard, and then they just wreck out, bust yeah. their shin open, but, like, the billionaire his whole thing was that he was able to put like cells in these people's brains so that they can receive commands and uh, the second game he made called Slayers which is where Gerard Butler is kind of the, the star plays a guy named Cable um, they're death row inmates and they have they have a chance to get freedom they have to survive 30 battles in like a Call of Duty slash battlefield like Shooter where again, they're being controlled by gamers slash players and they have to follow every command and it's just it's so trippy It's not the best movie. I'm not gonna lie But it's like one of those guilty pleasures of mine where you can actually sit down Crack open a cold cold one. Yeah, it is a cult classic It does have a pretty decent sized like loyal following some films throughout history get that like dread with Carl Urban in 2012 Terrible in uh, in box office scores, didn't make any money in theaters. But ten years later, people are still begging
1: yeah, for a sequel. Might not be the best screenplay. Might not have the, you know, the over top acting that can just captivate an entire audience. You know, like like most great movies yeah. have, and most not, movies you speak highly of. But it's not it's not only you not it's not meant to be that. It's not supposed to be that. It's. It's just it's just trying to be, you know, it, entertaining. You know, you know, it's just trying to be entertaining. It's just trying to wow the audience into a sense of action and gore you know, thriller and yeah, gore. Thriller. For and, sure. and for that aspect of a movie, it definitely does well and it do, it does it, you know it does it pretty 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 damn well. It's a cool concept. Yeah. It's it's also one of those one of the things about Cult Classic movies, it's it's always a movie that you haven't seen and you're probably never going to see again yeah. (laughs) because the lines that were crossed in the movie and as times change some movies aren't allowed to be made like that which is a shame it is a shame you know the demographic has definitely changed drastically and it always will change drastically and as long as the gen as long as demographics keep changing and psychographics keep changing then we will keep on seeing different cult classics
0: different I mean it's weird because I don't see those types of movies anymore no, but you will. Uh, you don't see them now. You don't see them now. Cult classics
1: are made before you know. They're made into cult classics, not when they're you know going through production.
0: No, they're yeah, hundred percent
1: into cult classics five to ten years later.
0: It takes years, I agree. But like at the same time, I just seen I've seen no movie that like obviously there's been better movies made than like if you threw out. Uh, Oh, gosh, what's it called? Lockout with Colin Farrell, where he's. Yeah. That movie is like a yeah. sci fi trippy movie. Or, I mean, I guess we have Dune. Elysium. I mean, Dune. Elysium. Like, those movies, granted, those were like 10, 12 years ago yeah, now. Elysium was a little while ago. 2013 with Matt Damon. I great grew up fucking
1: with that movie. movie.
0: I love that movie. I um, But, like, it's just, I don't see that kind of artistic value in films today. I see more CGI. Like, those, those movies have practical effects, yeah. real stunt men. Like,. The, the, like, there was care.
1: And the further we go, the more ideas are being used up and used yeah. up and then recycled and recycled and That's recycled. All it is, and it's no. like, this is the same shit I saw in the last movie. And it's 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 very hard to make Don't get me wrong, movie. there's still
0: good movies made yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What not not yeah. what I would say. In general, movies today suck. Like, in general, they yeah. suck. It's the same recipe, it's the same plot line. But, like, you'll get a gem, like the yeah, Northmen. Or, like, you'll you'll get uh, Dune, which I actually enjoy. I Top like Gun that. Maverick. I yeah. love that movie. I like that, yeah. Um, you'll get stuff like that that's like, okay, that's kind of bringing you back to what it used to be. But they're also modernizing it, making it more, like, young-friendly to and this new age of the people.
1: Looks, the looks as well. I mean, you look at new old horror movies to horror movies today. <laughs> and I think that's, that's the biggest, like, if you really want to compare evolution through cinema compare you know back then king kong when king kong came, first came out it was a big a big dude in a in a, in a gorilla suit yeah. hanging on his chest on a on a fake model you know statue yeah you you look at king kong now it's a giant look at where it's came it's a giant cgi very lifelike you could look at that thing say you say i place say i i say hey charlie chaplin watch this new Kong Skull Island movie, he's gonna say that's a real thing. Everyone from that time, in the fifties and the forties, oh, I'm yeah. gonna look at that and say it's real, because that's how far it's came. The realistic effects, and you know, in you know horror movies in general, you know, that was horror back then.
0: Yeah, it was. You
1: know, there was there was little to no sound in that entire movie. That is what used to captivate people, and it's taking more and more and more to show people and wow people yeah. new experiences because there are so many experiences that people have seen and, you know, it's, oh, the last movie was better. Oh, I have another movie that is better CGI than this or this CGI sucks. Mm. You can For actually sure. compare that now. Back then, CGI was CGI. If you get it, you're lucky.
0: Yeah, it was just so much money. The production value of that, I mean, that'd be like the entire film budget. Like, comes if, you, up if you used... CGI like in the 90s bro you'd have to have a massive budget that's why the Alien and Predator movies were so successful but Independence Day in the late 90s was so successful not only because Will Smith was at the top of his game genuinely but you have to also realize like that was a new kind of fresh idea to film and it was kind of revolutionary and it's not a good movie. If you watch it, it's not, not, the best a, it's movie, not a good movie at all. We were talking about cult classics. It is a cult classic. Talk about that. That, yeah, that franchise is a cult. Cl- I know they made a new one and it was terrible, but
1: I haven't seen it new
0: one. Actually, don't watch it. Okay. Um, don't watch <laughs> okay. the new Men in Black either. It's like weird. The Hemsworth brothers—they hop in like revamps and like mm. they suck because mm. it was God. Liam and then Chris. Chris was in Men in Black yeah. Five or whatever with that one bitch from uh, that one female from uh, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. um very pretty girl. Can, she can act too. I, I liked her she in was Ragnarok.
1: She's in Creed as well.
0: Yeah, she's. What's her name in Creed?
1: Bianca, I think. Mm. Bianca in Creed. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I like the first Creed. I didn't I don't like remember the, the, the second. The second, and I, I don't, dude. What's with this new guy emerging? He's in Ant-Man three. And now he's the villain in Creed 3. You know You know the guy I'm talking about. He's oh, buff as shit. I do
1: know who you're talking about. He's
0: in so much stuff now. He's kind of just popping off. I appreciate actors kind of utilizing I'm, that.
1: I really liked uh, the usage of the first movie. The villain in that movie. Uh, that's a real boxer. a real guy. Mm. And he's a real heavyweight. Uh, not heavyweight. He's a real middleweight. I'm pretty sure. Either middle or welterweight world champion. Or at the time of the movie he was. And you see a slow-mo shot in that movie where they're fighting each other Creed's fighting him and he gets knocked out that entire scene of him getting knocked out well that was real, was real. he got, he he was got KO'd he was asleep on the canvas in real life
0: Michael B. Jordan didn't like, you can look that up on YouTube mm-hmm. it's like behind, but you watch, the, scenes, yeah, behind the
1: scenes video. you see them preparing it they're kind of like slowing it down and, and kind of getting ready for it and, and he Michael lands a right and hook p- and it's just over and he leans into it as well he leans into the right hook just so he, so, so he knows he's going to get knocked out just to put yourself, your body, and your health in the line like that, you're getting punched by a world class boxer, voluntarily getting knocked out. Yeah. That's <laughs> dedication. I don't know
0: if it was planned. No, it was. Uh, I, uh, damn, if he knew that was coming, then props to Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, he knew it was coming. And honestly, there's he's been in some good stuff. Uh, Fruitville Station's good. Um, kind of a. I guess a, a controversial film um, based on a true story, I believe. Um, but no, he's been in some good movies other than Fantastic Four. The new one was terrible. That new, like, Tom Clancy movie he was in, like, a year ago was oh, one yeah. of the worst things I've ever seen oh, in my entire one with, life. The
1: with uh, Krasinski, is his name?
0: No, 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 no. Not, not with John Krasinski, but uh, Jamie Bell was in it. I can't uh, remember. It's like Vengeance or something. He, uh, it was terrible. It was, it was fucking terrible. I didn't see that one. But he's, he's been in... Like, Creed 1 is good. Like a, one
1: is a good movie, yes it is. That's a good movie. And like what, like
0: I don't, I can't say the same about the second. But no,
1: like where is like how is Rocky still in? like I know he's not in this one.
0: No, but he was in. But that's why last one. That's why single one. That's why the first one was so good because you kind of got the vibe of Rocky, mm-hmm. but in this new man's journey. Exactly. This new up and coming dog's this,
1: journey. The second one felt, felt kind of recycled. Yeah, but it, did. it was just like Rocky though. The it first is like one. Rocky. The first one. But the reason why Rocky could have more longevity as a movie franchise than Creed is because Rocky really started from nothing. Yeah. Rocky started from nothing. He got a call up from uh, Apollo Creed. Yeah. And he got to fight Creed's dad, Apollo, and then they became friends. And that was his. St- he didn't get his start up until late in the second movie. Yeah. And you know, Creed, Creed had help from Rocky from day one. He had to fight for it and earn his respect through the first one, but but yeah, I do appreciate he had a, a ju- self journey in Rocky.
0: He was trying to make his own name. Yeah, he did. Definitely yeah. didn't have a strong like a diff. He definitely didn't have as tough of a come up as Rocky by any means, because like bro, he actually did come from money, that no. he didn't use, yeah, he which did was respectful. But like he did make his own his own way, mm. and that's why I like the first one, bro. It's just uh, he that's made a name great for that's a great boxing movie. It is a great boxing. I think it might be one of the best in the past ten years. There's mm. another. Uh, it's definitely
1: better than most of the Rocky movies. Like
0: no, yeah, I, uh, I would rank it up there. Maybe
1: the only one that is not better than is is uh two and, and number one. I'd, 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 I'd say, say one and two like, then
0: Creed. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's number one's the best. Number one's the best. Rocky the Rocky movie is you know no, Rocky number one is the best, and then Rocky number two. But it's so cool that then Creed one. Creed
0: kind of drew from that storyline, but then like became its own thing. Yeah, which was awesome because mm-hmm. like I, I like Michael B. Jordan as that character. I do like I do like my,
1: I like Michael B. Jordan as a as,
0: I like an, him actor. as an actor. Yeah, great like actor. But again, been in some rough stuff, but like honestly, every I mean, actor just, has you know, not every actor genuinely. Ja- yeah. Uh, The great ones. Daniel Day Lewis. I don't know if anyone knows who that is, but anytime he's in a movie, he's gotten an Oscar. But you can find a majority of actors who have had their rough patches. Oh, yeah. Leo hasn't. Matt Damon has. Yeah, definitely. Ben Affleck has. Yeah. Casey Um. Affleck has. Morgan Freeman has. Denzel Washington honestly hasn't. Yeah, what? Like he's a like, legend. Even if he is in a bad movie, it's not even bad because it's, it's him. Yes. he's not bad. It's it's just, not bad. He's just he's, he's not bad. No, but like the movie itself just becomes good because <laughs> it's just Denzel. <laughs> yeah, what I mean if you're street, not yeah. if you're not in it for Denzel, then what are you in it for? Exactly. If you will, Deja Vu. Yeah, Deja Vu. People, that's that's a underrated. It's slept on movie. movie Two thousand six. I got that
1: movie on Redbox. The first time I ever saw it, I saw it on Redbox with my dad and uh got, just like you saw Denzel so you know, fuck it buy it and it's Denzel we, had, we knew nothing about the movie and it's Denzel that, that movie is Denzel <laughs> it is a really cool concept talk about we're, again talk about another cult classic
0: I, so I many feel, I mean, you
1: sadly, that we can think of that we've seen kind of, through our lives
0: Like it's I know it's on Netflix and it was on like top ten so it definitely has a following but like bro I feel like that was a slept on film
1: yeah it's definitely slept on but for the people that know about it and have watched it they know what it. it's a, oh yeah know. it's they literally
0: know. deja vu they know but uh yeah definitely shout out to dave for showing Caden. Uh, oh uh yeah a deja vu uh um, shout out red box <laughs> and shout out to the monomore uh it's going to be finding a new home shortly
1: But yeah it's that's, already moved there we have oh, to move there nice yeah.
0: nice bro that's awesome so shout out to the the legendary sailboat, which we'll definitely have to take on a nice, uh, nice golf journey yeah. at some
1: point. And hey, we'll bring the some one of these one of these times. We're gonna bring the mic along, hopefully. Oh, have, yeah. Get an episode out there. Get
0: an episode on on the yeah. on the craft. Maybe
1: set up some um, set up some cameras for that episode.
0: We'll have we'll have uh, Captain Abel. Captain Abel tilting that 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 sailboat. If exactly you will. tilting the sailboat, and <laughs> we're <laughs> gonna be recording while we're like, oh, oh my god oh
1: my god. <laughs> We're going to destroy one of the mics with water. Uh, I imagine <laughs> so. But it'll be
0: hopefully something fun to listen to. And oh, if yeah. you guys don't know what this beautiful sailboat looks like, definitely check our Instagram so, page out. There's
1: 41-foot some... uh, Benatel, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's, and it was from, what, in the 80s? Yeah. 80s. Remember, it's, a, late 80s. it's got some experience I to it. Some experience. I've
1: some experience. Some years under, about...
0: But uh, it's a gorgeous boat. You guys redid the ceiling. I'm sure more renovations to come. I mean, it's it's a a labor of love as well. It's a chill vibe. And, hey, maybe we do a movie review out there, you know, Mm -hmm. talking about some more films and stuff we've been watching. But another movie that, um, (laughs) again, Brady isn't here. He was on our episode last night where we had technical issues. Um... We were talking about The Departed, and I know I talked about it a little bit earlier on the show, but I just can't stress enough how good it is. I know, Kaden, you haven't seen it in a couple of years, yeah. but I, I'm going to put a pin in this because I, I want to get your reaction to, to it. Be up, yeah. Future, in, in season two, we'll definitely get a reaction to that. Um, but uh, another film that I think is slept on, since we're talking about slept on movies is we were talking about Law Abiding Citizen a little bit earlier and oh yeah that, with Jamie Foxx I think it's 2011 or Gerard 2012. Butler, Gerard Butler he's just a gem throughout history I don't know if anyone's seen Machine Gun Preacher but that's another great fucking movie um, but definitely if you haven't seen Law Abiding Citizen I'm sure it's on Netflix I think
1: I actually did want to talk a little bit about that movie because it's, it's about a psychological thriller it is this guy went from hell and back and, you know, we like this show called Lost, and...
0: We'll talk about that. And we'll I'm talk about minutes.
1: that, yeah, a couple minutes uh, uh, later on in this show, but, you know, Lost is a whole TV show about you know, people losing their ways and, and finding their ways, and, and, and really just about purpose and destiny. It is. This guy... You know, he was fighting for justice for the, the people who killed his... Who, who, who killed his, I, think, I believe, daughter or son... Well, it was, it was his, his whole wife. family. It was and like a home invasion. his entire family. It was a home invasion. He fights for, you know, years and years of his life and plans for years and years of his life for these guys who didn't get...
0: Proper you know, justice. Just,
1: proper justice through the, ju- through the, through the uh, justice system. He felt like he was wronged by the justice system. He was, and through yeah, he was wrong by the justice system. You kind of feel for him, but through him trying to find his path and find his way throughout his life and the world that he had created for himself, he had lost his purpose. Mm. And there is a great scene right at the end where he's held, where he gets held. Leave that for them. Yeah, but just pay attention. You know, you know what you know when you see it. You realize he realizes. You see, you see just the look on his face. What have I done? And he, start, he starts laughing
0: because like you just think of the good times you had but <coughs> excuse me you also think of like what brought you there exactly. to begin with because like granted you know cost? terrible things happen to everyone probably you know, definitely every day, yeah, every day every day um, but it's kind of what you do to get back up one of my favorite lines in cinema history it's kind of a slept on movie as well and we'll pivot right back into Law Abiding Citizen because I have a a great uh, take on that as well. But speaking of this movie, kind of you can relate to this. Batman Begins. Bruce Wayne, he falls down the well. You know, he's fucking terrified. Yeah. His dad comes Trap. down. You know, literally fucking ropes down, propels down to get him like a G. Absolutely top G. And rescues him, sets his broken leg. And he's like, Bruce, why do we fall? So you can learn to get back up. And, like, what happened in the law-abiding citizens case was that he got so obsessed with trying to do it his way, and, like, he genuinely probably... not saying he could have moved on and, like, lived a good life, but he probably could have, like, lived a life of purpose, maybe ran, like, a therapeutic meeting to people that have gone through similar things, or, like, done something to help the community or something like that, but, like, he went down a dark fucking path, bro. He learned the law, took it literally... Uh, tried to set it up to where he was getting in certain s- situations and positions so he could just incite more chaos to make his point. Mm. Kind of like a Joker character, in, like my, a Joker. in my opinion. And he it's a like slept-on movie. Um, Jamie Foxx is fantastic in it like he is in anything else. And speaking of Jamie Foxx, collateral. 2006 or seven. Michael Mann's the director, Tom Cruise is the co-star, but Jamie Foxx is the main character here. And I want to talk about this movie because we were just talking about Jamie Foxx. If you have anything else to say about law of Biden citizen, definitely um, I'll let you get that in because yeah, I, I want to talk about Collateral for a little mm, bit.
1: We we could talk about Collateral, but you know one thing I, I want to say just add in a little bit is you know you have all this craziness and all this you know background and everything that's going around in this movie and everything that's going on with Gerard Butler's character in all those times. Guess who you have, just as a supporting actor, amazing supporting actor Jamie Foxx,
0: who has an Oscar,
1: as an Oscar, has
0: a fucking Oscar and for lead position. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the best actors in my in, of all time, in my opinion. And he
1: snapped in that movie, and you 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 see Gerard Butler's change from trying to reform, you know, in his case, reform the justice system, you know, that, that, that justice system, but it went from reforming the justice system to him trying to reform. All of but he was was just know, trying all to destroy it, society. Yeah. He was trying to reform society to his brain's image. Yeah, and which is psychotic. Psychotic, and through him doing that, he did it. Went about it the complete wrong way, and at what cost?
0: Great, great movie. Check it out again. Law-abiding citizen with Gerard Butler, Jamie Foxx. I think it's 2011 or 2012, 2010s era. Good, good time for movies as well. But collateral featuring Jamie Foxx, Tom Cruise, again directed by Michael Mann, who did the first Hannibal Lecter movie in, I think, 84 or 86. I can't be certain on that. I hated it. It was terrible. He also did another movie in 2004 or 2006 called Miami Vice with Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx again. And that movie sucked. I can't watch it. <laughs> I, I legit can't watch it. But then you know what Michael Mann did? What did he do? He made one of the best movies I've ever seen. In no Collateral. Sad. Not only do you get great-ass cameos from Jason Statham. Like, he says one word in the movie, and then walks off. That And people are... There's a conspiracy theory that hit, that character is linked up to the Transporter trilogy. Check that trilogy out. It's with Jason Statham, early 2000s. He's like a British badass, as usual. Um, but in this, it's about Jamie Foxx. He's a cab driver with a dream, and he's on the grind. But he mistakenly lets in a hitman one night. And this whole movie is in one night, bro. It's in one night. And it's mayhem in L.A., bro. And there's one, like, there's a story Tom Cruise tells, and I'll quote it here. He's like, you know someone died on LAX's, like, train system, and no one realized it for 12 hours? He was riding around Mm. L.A., just dead. Mm. And just watch the end of the movie, and it's kind of fucked up, but ironic. Uh, Tom Cruise is amazing. Salt-and-pepper Tom. I mean, he was a badass in this movie, bro. He he literally just, like, a fucking badass. He seems to not age. No, I don't think he ever will. Tom Cruise. I also think that he's potentially been made in a lab. But that's a different discussion. Maybe. In this (laughs) film, he was a fucking legend. (coughs) And another thing I'd like to say, Jamie Foxx. There was another scene in this, and honestly, despite anyone's opinions, Jada Smith is in it. Will Smith's life, uh, wife. Yeah, life. Literally is in life. Yeah, life and wife. Pathetic. Um, I don't like the family, but she was great in this, and he was telling, uh, she, she was one of her, she, she was one of his, uh, customers before the hitman got in, and he actually got her number, you know, he was, he was laying down some game, Chachi. he was being a gigachad, if you will, and she's like, how long you been doing this, and he's like, oh, you know, a long time, but I got other things going on, he's like, I'm about to open up a limo business, but truth be told, he's been driving a cab for like 12 years. Mm -hmm. He was probably never gonna open up that limo business, but that was his dream, that was his goal. He was saving, being smart, and I love his character. And she's like, when's the last time you took some time off? And he's like, oh, I take time off every day. I'm on vacation all the time. She's like, what do you mean? And he just takes that. he flips down his uh, little mirror in, in the cab and takes down a little picture of an island. He's like, I escape there five minutes a day, every day and it's oh, sad but it's like damn this man's humble as fuck oh, yeah. cause like you know what? not everyone can have like the blessings you see on oh, IG or like y- you see your favorite fucking rapper or movie star going to Cabo everyday Cabo day, with fucking three hands. Jerusalem fucking going to India going to Africa doing things not everyone can do this guy's out here but, grinding but a but 9 to 5 but he's out there grinding a 9 to 5 driving a cab in LA a shithole by the Bruma. way like a real top G and he has to survive the night and i think if you love film if you like jamie Foxx, obviously this is a movie you need to watch and if you know me personally i have uh, i'm a nerd so i have the steelbook edition and the blu-ray edition so i'm willing to be a red box if you if you're willing to uh watch it if you will but it's one of the best movies i've ever seen it's probably in my top 15 as well i mean there's so many great aspects about it literally there's like a shot of like a bunch of coyotes just in the street of la and it's like what the fuck yeah. but like they stop in the middle of the street and tom cruise has like a moment with a coyote bro it's actually fu- like it, it was it was bro because he was on a mission too mm-hmm. and it was a fucked up mission but you also get a little cameo from javier bardem and another one of the best actors of all time in my personal opinion i mean leading into javier bardem i'd like to say no country for old men that's one of the Best movies ever made, I think. So you know, they, they did an classic. analyzation
1: on Javier Bardem's performance in that movie, mm. and they found out that through any movie really ever made portraying a psychopath or portraying anyone of psychotic nature, he has shown the most scientific traits mm-hmm. of an actual real life psychopath out of any movie made by, like, or. Per- depicting a psych, psych, psych yeah. psychotic person he is he has done it the most accurately and legitimately scien, scientifically accurate performance with and his, depiction of a psychotic person
0: with his mannerisms with his behavior with his just straight up expression there's, of there's just no, nothing
1: there's no way to really explain you have his to watch performance it. except 2007
0: Watson. the, the Russo brothers directed it Tommy Lee Jones obviously Javier Bardem Woody Harrelson's in it Josh Brolin, loaded cast. Won, like, loaded. fucking six Oscars, bro. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing out here. You need to dedicate, you know, two and a half, three hours of your time. Get your girl with you. So, there's so many lessons and just great vibes, but also, like, just, if you dive deep on that, bro, and if you're a top G, you know what I mean by dive deep on that. You, you can actually, like, really learn some shit. Just not only about storytelling, but, like, why... I personally, and why I think everyone should love film, and it's a great way to like find stories you can connect with, expressions and emotions where you're like, damn, bro, like I felt that, I relate to that, like that's something that I can relate to. I've been through something mm. similar, even, bro. I don't fucking know. There's yeah, tons I, of people that can here. understand
1: what the character in the story is going through.
0: If you've been at the same at the same crossroads where you're having to make a big decision, I mean, that's what movies, pretty much, good movies, at least, depict. Characters going through so many obstacles and decisions and choices that they... I mean, sometimes their life depends on it, and sometimes their family's lives depend on it. Sometimes their well-being and their wealth depends on it. Depends on the film. Depends on the show. And and, and if a good film or show can do that and make you feel something, literally anything. You know, even if it's just a, a, a thriller movie like Gamer, and you're like on the edge of your sheet, you're thrilled. You know, you're like, oh, fuck, look at this. Look at this fucking... Look at the, the parkour. Yeah. Look at the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Look at these practical effects. These real-ass explosions. Terry Crews is in Gamer, by the way. We didn't mention that. But yeah, we he didn't. He's a badass. He's
1: fucking huge-ass, bro. No, he literally <laughs> just
0: plays an insane psychopath. He's like, Yo, Cable, I just killed somebody. I got blood on my hands. You want to come see it's like, bro, holy shit, I've never seen Terry Crews like he that. Comes out
1: the, he comes out the elevator, he's like, what's up, man? And then he shoots him in the chest.
0: Yeah, but it's like, bro, I, I love Terry Crews. I I gotta say that. He, not only because of The Longest Yard, but he was in, uh... Gosh, what's that? Terry Crews. Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke movie. Oh my god, I know exactly what... You, oh, oh my god, uh Training Day. Training Day. I can't believe I fucking didn't know the title of that. Yeah. I drew a blank too, but... Okay. But that's one of the best movies ever made as well. Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. King Kong and got shit on me. Mm-hmm. One of the best lines ever. Oof, that movie is... Just... That movie is also... Like, what I was saying, that movie makes you feel. Because mm-hmm. you're watching Ethan the Hawk have to navigate through these fucking streets out here. As legit one day. It's one day. It's called Training Day. they are forced to smoke meth. Yes, and we're not going to spoil that because there's so many great parts of that movie that if you haven't seen Training Day as well, Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke, 2001. I don't know the director, but even a nice cameo of Snoop Dogg in it as a, uh, you know, I'll leave that there. Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm.
1: Shout out Snoop Dogg. You were talking about a uh, movie, Collateral, and you mentioned one of the best bald brothers in cinema. Jason Statham. Statham. Jason we Staten. like a movie that came out last oh. year called Ratham Man.
0: I, it came out I think two years ago. Two now. years ago. now.
1: Oh, time has flown, flown by. Ratham we Man. saw that movie in theater when it came out. It was just. It was. We actually accidentally saw. It. We meant to buy. I think it was uh, Kong versus or Godzilla versus Kong. But when we, when we signed in to uh, actually buy the tickets, we. I think we accidentally bought tickets for Wrath of Man. Yeah, and so it was unintentional. We were very, we were very disappointed. We go there only to find out it's a gem. This is not only a gem, but it was better than Kong Skull Island. Oh. I personally had a better time watching yeah. it. Very more memorable, and a very good movie. Trevor, I know you love that movie. We watch <laughs> it all love the time. That
0: movie, bro. There's ah. so much rewatch value to it. It's- Indulge me. Jason Statham is just, he's just a badass in that movie. Josh Harnett, I don't know if you know who that is, but he was in uh, Pearl Harbor, he was in Black Hawk Down, been in some great movies throughout his career. He kind of, I think he retired for a little bit, then he's breaking himself. He's actually in another movie with Jason Statham that just came out, uh, The Great Misfortune or something, mm-hmm. which I want to see. Looks really funny. And, uh, I, Kind of, I, I just like Jason Statham, obviously. Right. But this movie, Wrath of Man, might be the best bald actor of all time, between Bruce Willis. <laughs> Besides Bruce Willis, obviously, which we'll definitely have to talk about. But this movie is awesome because of the story. It's just, it's fucked. It's a, it's a revenge story, but it's a, it's, it's written differently. It, it's almost like, comp, it's like overcomplicated. And some people are going to be like, oh, why? Jamie Donovan is also in this. And if you ever saw the TV show growing up, Burn Notice, if you ever watched TBS or something, he was the star of that. He was also in the second Blair Witch in 2003, which made his career. I'm um, not going to lie. Yeah. I, the, the second Blair Witch isn't good. No, it's not. But it made his career. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 shout out Jamie Donovan. He was also in a movie with uh, Matthew Fox, that guy that played Jack. No, yeah, Jack. He was, there, it was a what, zombie it, movie called... Michael?
1: Ex- is it a Michael Fox?
0: No, it's Matthew Fox. Matthew? It's Matthew Fox and he played Jack in The uh, Lost. He was in a movie with Jamie Donovan called Extinction. It was a zombie movie in twenty fourteen. Really underrated, slept on. But again, Wrath of Man. The story's badass. The action's really good. The plot always thickens throughout the entire movie. And Clint Eastwood's son is also in this, Scott Eastwood. And I, I appreciate his craft. He's in good stuff. He always he always is like, Okay, he's in it, you know. I, I I'll watch, mm-hmm. you know. Oh and um, myself. Yeah, why not? But I, I really like the messaging in this film. It, it it's like a B grade version of The Departed, and that's not a insult not at all. Yeah. Because like it's also kind of about rats and just people double crossing each other every step of the way. But there's actually like moral values with this mob mm-hmm. and this mafia. And I'm not going to spoil the film because if you haven't seen it, I truly recommend you watch everything that we are, we're talking about because we. We discovered these, we watched these ourselves, and we wouldn't be talking about... We wouldn't recommend shit that is shit, mm. if you will. Yeah, garbage. So, we're, we're not going to be like that. We if it, will, if you it is warning,
1: garbage, we'll tell you that you
0: be wary of like gamer. It's not the best movie no, it's it. not the best movie. You might actually turn it off. But if you're into overt action and mm-hmm. Gerard Butler just being a badass exactly. named Cable... And then there's a cool, like, actual aspect of this guy legitimately becoming, like, a mind-bender mm-hmm. towards the end of the movie. Which, watch. But just, it, it, yes, we'll warn you if it's, like, a B-grade or a C-grade movie. And, and you can tell off rip if a movie's gonna mm-hmm. be like that. Because a movie, a movie like Gamer, they know. The director and writers, they knew what it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to make an Oscar-award-winning film. They're trying to make a gory cult classic, trying mm-hmm. to gain a following. And make some cool art and maybe maybe inspire have, fun. have art. fun. Yeah. Have fun.
1: Some of the best movies are are, are just made through directors. Luda, Ludacris was in Ludacris. it. Ludacris. Luda. Luda's in it. I mean, some of the best movies are made by just, hey, a director. Yeah. Here's the base of a script. Do what you want with it. Make something fun. There you go.
0: Yeah. I mean that's pretty much what I mean most creativity comes from is just what you're able to take from an idea and then kind of make it into your own and make it into something that's on its own, if you will. Mm. I mean, if you look at the Batman movies and stuff, for example, you're like, how are some of these, how are they so, so good? Mm. Not we only do know they why, they have, know why. They have hundreds of fucking stories to, to take from, and comic books and books and other various forms of art. But, like, you're able to keep it fresh every time because you're not only, you know, doing the Marvel method with them, thank God... But you're able to kind of, I don't know, keep it fresh, keep it, mm. keep it always like unrecycled.
1: But I also feel like we know why those movies were so good and better than any, you know, a- any any superhero movie. superhero movie ever made. The Dark Knight trilogy
0: why. is by far the best the superhero. Director. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. Christopher yeah.
1: Nolan. They have one of the best directors of all time probably, directing. You probably know, one action the, superhero movies.
0: Probably t- top three. I mean, in, my, in my book, in my book. in my book, yes, yes. bro. I, he's made some f- phenomenal films. Tenant was good. That came out in 2020 with Robert Patton. Now they have Oppenheimer coming out. I'm excited about that with Cillian Murphy. Oh, you know, what, you know what
1: came out? Uh, I believe yesterday. I guess we came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe t- today is the 25th,
0: right? I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yesterday, I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. John Wick came out.
0: Oh, John Wick I mean, Chapter 4. four. I mean, four and I know, um, I forget his name, but the, the chap that played Ip Man, he's in it. So and also, also yeah. the chap that played Dogen in Lost is in it. Dogen? So, yeah, Dogen. Really? Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, Dogen, that guy has been in everything. He was in Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, which is another phenomenal movie in 2003 if you haven't seen it. I don't know what where you've been. Yeah. Uh, that's just a classic as well. Great. If you like Samurais or that kind of time period, like Civil War-esque. It's like a really good movie about just honor, like trying to regain some honor because you've done. Tom Cruise's character did awful things to the Native Americans. I think he was under General Custer in in this fictional tale, mm-hmm. but uh, then he was recruited to go train the Japanese army to fight the last remnants of the samurai in Japan, and uh, he gets captured and he finally realizes, man, if I just you know talked Find to someone. my quote unquote enemy, I probably could have come to an understanding with them and he actually became a samurai mm-hmm. so it's like bro fuck that's yeah. so
1: awesome bro. <laughs> that is so awesome and they
0: literally do samurai versus ninjas in a scene bro like come mm. on bro like what, what are we doing here this is just this is this is too good I
1: remember the movie that got me into you know not only just watching subpar movies you know that, that have potential is G.I. Joe <laughs> and talk about ninjas and samurai I remember the GI Joe with Channing Tatum. It was the first or th- second. It was one of them. It was one of the two.
0: Cause he dies in like the second one, then the first in the fifteen minutes. minutes.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> he's pretty much a, like it's not like he makes or breaks the film or anything. But yeah, I remember one scene where they had the when I was little, I, sh- I always remember the scene. They're fighting on a mountainside, a cliffside, like cabin, and it's a uh, samurai, and, and he gets his back all burnt up and it's just such a cool cinematography and cool ideas. Oh, no, I
0: think you're talking about the ninja assassin where I mean, the guy had the... He had a, quote-unquote, special heart and his heart was on the other side of his chest. No, this was G.I. Joe. This oh, was okay. definitely
1: G.I. Joe. Okay. This was definitely G.I. Joe.
0: I, I, I gotta rewatch those then. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them that well. I,
1: I remember it, like... Because uh, I remember it was the same movie where they did that uh, the Chris Pratt thing where he's oh, yeah. rolling it up and it goes into the middle finger. I remember, yeah. I, that, was, that was just, like, you know, big scenes from when
0: I was little. Those are kind of, like, things you grow up on exactly. and you'll never hate them. Might not though. be the
1: best. Like, I can't, I can never hate G.I. Joe, no. no matter how dog shit of a movie it is. It's fucking horrible. I can't watch it now, but I'm not going to I probably could, you know? If I was in the right mindset, <laughs> and if I was like, all right, Caden, here's some Gorilla Glue. Let me put it on my eye sockets. Yeah, keep my and eyes And there open. you go. Yeah. You know, I'll be able to watch
0: it. <laughs> In that case, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, uh, other than that, I mean, it's not a horrible movie, but... I can't really hate on it cause I grew up with it. Yeah, it's one of those... Definitely where, memorable. Yeah. Definitely remember- memorable.
0: But, um, I guess we'll kind of do a little quick segue into, I guess, a lost update. We're on season six, but I do want to quickly shout out the USFL. Three weeks away from season two, uh... I believe it's going to be the stallions and the breakers kicking off. Uh, I'm so excited for season two. Everyone's padded up at practices now. Uh, things are a uh, full go. So I mean, if you guys are in tuned and ready for actually some really good football, and in, in the spring summertime, definitely check out the USFL. It's going to be on Fox and Peacock and NBC and all that good stuff. So if you're uh, interested in that kind of stuff and not interested in watching these 10 to 12 point games in the XFL. I think uh, the USFL will offer quite a bit uh, better, better alternative. Yeah, higher quality football, in my opinion. But I guess we'll talk about I guess our thoughts on Lost. Uh, We're almost done the show. We plan on going uh, over to Caden's crib here after we're we're done we're done recording and watching some more. Um, But we're we're fairly close to completion on uh, on Lost, and I've seen it a bunch of times. I, I think I know the message, but now I'm rewatching it as definitely older. The last time I watched it, maybe I was seventeen, a good like three, four years ago now. But uh it's one of those things where I'm kind of still learning from mm, the show. I'm still exactly. like damn there's I missed that. I missed this. And that's missed kind of that. the
1: beauty of rewatching things. You don't have to you watch something once and then you think you get the full message. It's always good to rewatch something. And if you think about it, it kind of like it kind of applies to life in general. You 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 think you have the full grasp of something you want to have the full grasp of, but the only way to really understand something is when you're still around it, or when you are well versed in it. Very true. And to rewatch a TV show or. You know, uh, a movie, especially a movie that has so many details and twists or turns, and yeah, right, I, I said that, yeah. And to rewatch it again, you kind of get the full picture and some of the details you might have missed the first time around. And once when, when you already know the outcome of a situation, right. and you kind of hear more foreshadowing the second time. Yeah. I noticed that a lot in movies, kind of. You notice some hidden foreshadowing that you didn't really notice the first time around, because you get it. you yeah. Get you get the foreshadowing the second time around.
0: And they always say, bro, like, it, it, not just with film. Obviously, I'm not gonna say watch ten thousand hours of a movie. Yeah. But they say ten thousand hours of practice makes you a master at that. Mm. That skill, that trade. so exactly. I mean, you driving. If you've been driving for years now, I mean, come on. Like, you know, let's let's pick it up. You know, don't drive five under. You know, especially down here. I'm and and if you're from up north, it's getting a little hot, right? Start going back up there, right? <laughs> Start getting back up there. A little, you know? a little a little motivation for the sun. For no, 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 p- Please, like actually, please. Please migrate. Please go back. Um, for the love of God, going into town today. I went, I had breakfast before we talk more about loss. I had breakfast with, uh, with Butch, aka Pops. The the man with the plan as i described at the beginning of the episode but uh, just getting out to this little cafe when I mean, there's traffic everywhere I, I live we live in a small town like bro go go Yeah. Go,
1: let's
0: go you know
1: i mean this this area is booming now, it is now. F- all exactly. those new developments coming up everywhere oh, in florida gosh. as a general we have millions and millions of people moving here every single year just to see not only what you know, what it has to offer. Our government offers, but just the, yeah. the beauty of this place.
0: No uh, no state tax. So enjoy that if you move here as a permanent resident. But don't yeah. bring that ideology crap down here. I'll <laughs> say that right now. We live in a great place, don't ruin it. Yeah. Um, but, I, lost. Lost. It, it's, again, almost done. I've yeah. learned a lot from re-watching it. Mm-hmm. For, this is my fourth fucking time. But... The stories, the characters, everything's just epic. The first season, like, I... First season was the best. We're, we're
1: on the first... You were on the first season. We're on season six, which is the last season, getting getting up to the finale episode. And I remember my mindset in season one and my mindset right now. I look back to my mindset in season one. You have all these minor, minor inconveniences. They're, they're worried about getting food, getting shelter, getting fresh water, mm-hmm. you know, in later episodes you know it was you know, the introduction you have introduction of more characters you have killing off of more characters you kind of learn more about the island as a self and you see more problems start to arise and arise and arise and some of the ones that were st- that some of the problems and you know basically yeah some, some of the problems that you saw in the first season were just the tip of the iceberg yeah the, the biggest kind of like uh statement or just, you know, problem on the island in the first season or mystery in the first season was that monster. Yeah. And, you know, that was just the tip of the, uh, the iceberg when you just see trees rumbling and whispers and everything like that. But when you're, you know, later on in the season five, these guys are in houses living in the 70s.
0: Yeah, time travel is happening. They're going
1: crazy. They're in- learning everything about the island and just their journey and the way you know their pursuit to what they think their purpose is so i think that's really why in my opinion that's why all these people are not only still there but are willing to be there and are not actively always trying to leave mm. Is because they believe that if they do leave they're not only going to leave something behind like a piece of themselves or someone behind but they're not going to see their full potential and why they're there because if you're on that island, you're on that island for a purpose. Yeah.
0: Now you learn that throughout the show for sure and it's very trippy. It's a great, it's a great show. Watch it with both eyes open. Always. And uh, it's one of those shows where you kind of have to view it analytically a little bit, Mm -hmm. but like I will say this, the acting's great, the drama's great, the action's awesome. They
1: find a way to create crazy ideas and they, seem normal and relatable and realistic.
0: Yeah. And they put them on screen. It's they hard do to well. do at that time. 2004 mm. to 2012, the show was on air. Six seasons. Uh, great. Again, just all-around fantastic show. Mm. I, I think when we finish it, you'll probably have it as the best show you've ever seen.
1: It's already the best show I've ever seen.
0: I mean, I know Avatar and stuff is up there, but like as far as shows, exactly. like live-action yeah. shows, the show is probably the most creative that's ever like been put on air that that
1: might not be my favorite television series but it's the only reason why it's not number one is because I grew up watching Avatar and that's why Avatar is number one and will always be number one but number two is is Lost
0: yeah I mean Lost is I have Lost and Prison Break up there for myself but dude Lost is uh, if you haven't watched it you gotta start it now Mm -hmm. and if you know me personally and you need to borrow it on hard copy just let me know contact us and if you guys don't follow us on any of our social media platforms check us out on Twitter uh, and Instagram. On Twitter we're actually almost at that 200 follower mark so much appreciated there uh, and on Instagram we're reaching a bunch of uh, accounts. It's looking good and our analytics page is popping and we appreciate everyone for uh, tuning in and we got a bunch of stuff planned. We have a potential second show coming up here pretty soon. Uh, season two is gonna be awesome. We're gonna have a longer seasons from here on out. We just kind of wanted to break in and uh, see where see where our heads at and how we're gonna do this and format it properly. But we uh, we're starting to get better at it, and hopefully you guys notice that. And uh, we genuinely do appreciate everyone for tuning in as always. Uh, Caden, any anything you wanted to let the viewers know?
1: <sighs> Nothing crazy. Just everyone have a make sure you have a good, safe fun day and the rest of your week until the next time you hear us talking on this on this apple podcast hopefully pops will be will be there with us yeah. for that interview and it'll be our season finale hoping for an episode a little bit on the longer side you know yeah. maybe almost pushing two hours on, the, on our next episode So stay tuned for big big announcements coming soon and you know just uh, you know basically stay here with this uh amazing journey that we that we're getting ourselves on and you know, just our our, our way of you know, trying to find our success in in, in, this, life. in, in life and just our journey. Doing something and, we love as well. Exactly, um, just we're having out, we're going out here having fun. And and
0: I love doing this, and exactly. I think it's important. If we do do this, we do it the right way, and we always have good intentions from the start. And that's the most important thing, and that's our plan. And we appreciate everyone for tuning in, especially today. And Enjoy the rest of your Saturday and the rest of your weekend as well. It's uh, it's been a pleasure, Caden. Thank you for coming on oh, today. Yeah. Uh, great this to afternoon. Be on. Yeah. Great, great to be on. No, it's always great. Always. Bro. Next time we're gonna probably have a full panel, and we'll uh, we'll hope to have you guys all tune into that one. Thanks yep. again, guys. Have a great one.